I felt like this is what high touch looks like. It looks like more access. It looks like more time. And I had that belief driving that offer. And I really had to get clear on that and reevaluate with myself. Do I really want that to be true? And instead, I decided that I wanted high touch to be more about the experience I was providing, the tailored resources I was making available, personalized conversations I was having, not necessarily how many hours I was spending with each client. And so that's when I started to reevaluate the services and drop the unlimited coaching calls from that package. All told, I spent about 12 years of my life in retail. I was a pharmacy technician dealing with sick, scared, and overwhelmed pharmacy customers at the ripe old age of 16. I was a cashier at Kohl's, often stepping in for the cashier supervisor and hawking credit card applications without fully understanding the damage those credit cards were going to do to the people applying. I worked in a tiny jewelry shop in the upscale Hotel Hershey, and I worked my way up from barista to manager at a Borders Books and Music in Reading, PA. Customer service is in my blood. I've probably dealt with every conceivable customer service experience you can think of, some fun, others quite uncomfortable, and still others that left me questioning my own ability to form rational thoughts. And while customer service wasn't always the most enjoyable part of my job, it was something I took pride in. And then I became a business owner. I'm Tara McMullen, and you're listening to What Works, the show that transcends the hype to help you build a business that works. I take you behind the scenes of successful small businesses, ask nosy questions to find out how they're actually making it work, and report back on what I find. Now, when I became a business owner, I thought I was leaving customer service behind. Now, of course, I know how silly that seems now. Despite being founder and CEO, customer service is woven into everything I do. Every decision I make directly impacts the experience we're creating for the people who pay good money to do business with us. What's more, any misstep I make with customer service or experience feels like a judgment on me and my greatest work. It threatens to derail my schedule and it ruins my day. What I have learned as a business owner, though, is that customer service is as much, if not more, what happens far in advance of actually talking to a customer or putting a product in their hands. It's the planning, the communication, the policies, the expectation setting, and the procedures. This month, we'll be exploring how small businesses create exceptional customer and client experiences through the way they plan, communicate, create procedures, and set expectations and policies. You'll hear from Victor Nagorny, who has grown his website support and hosting company by prioritizing exceptional customer service, something unheard of in his industry. You'll also hear from Jacinda Smith, who's developed a system for providing one-on-one -on -one help to everyone who buys the hair tools she invented. You'll hear why Linda Lopek developed her rigorous client onboarding process and how Ali Lefevre incorporates humor into her client experiences. And in our next episode, you'll hear what's working to create firm client boundaries while you prioritize exceptional experiences with Nicole Lewis-Kieber. But first, I want to share my conversation with Ashley Gartland with you. Ashley is a business coach who specializes in helping overwhelmed, frazzled entrepreneurs streamline their businesses and work less while they continue to grow. 
Ashley took me through her whole client process from onboarding to communication to workflows to offboarding. You'll learn about how she manages the whole client experience through a customized Trello board both she and the client accesses, and you'll learn how she streamlined her own packages to allow her to provide the best experiences. This interview and this whole month is going to be full of aha moments you can immediately apply to your own business to find what works. If you haven't yet, now is the perfect time to subscribe to what works in your favorite podcast player. And if you know someone who needs to up their customer experience game, share this episode with them. I know they'll thank you. Now, let's find out what works for Ashley Gartland. Ashley Gartland, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my goodness. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to kind of peer under the hood of your business and, and find out how this particular piece of things works. So um, let's actually, let's just jump, jump right into it. So you specialize in helping business owners get more results while working less. And I know you are super passionate about that. Um, and that I bet that means that a lot of your clients kind of come to you overworked, overwhelmed, or maybe they see themselves heading in that direction. So what's the first thing you do when a new client comes on board and how does that kind of help them feel more at ease as they start the process of working with you? Yeah, well, I first want to say you hit the nail on the head. Like my clients are absolutely in that overwhelmed or heading towards overwhelm burnout stage. And they really want to continue to grow their business, but they know it needs to look different. They know that it needs to be much more streamlined and simplified so that they can enjoy freedom and flexibility in their life and still grow their business. So when they're coming to me, like I, I'm sensing a lot of stress and overwhelm and that's what they're feeling. And what I want them to feel is trust and ease. And so I do that right from the start when we do our discovery call and they let me know, you know, they want to proceed and take the next steps. I go right ahead and I tell them exactly exactly what to expect next as we get set up to enter the coaching partnership because I want them to feel fully supported from that very first step in the process and I want them to see that there's this is about clear communication from the start. So the main thing I tell them is, you know, congratulations, I'm so excited to work with you and then to watch their inbox and in the next 24 hours they'll be getting their official welcome email which includes four key pieces of information. It inclu includes um, a link to their welcome questionnaire to help me get a lay of the land with their business, to help them set intentions. It includes um, a link to book their sessions. I know my clients have tight schedules, so I really encourage them to book ahead and get the times that they want. And then it includes um, a reminder about their contract and invoice because those come from separate platforms. And then it includes a link to what I call you know, the client dashboard. It's in inside of Trello. It includes a link to that to show them like this is where everything's going to take place. That sounds awesome. <laughs> um, that would definitely put me at ease and make me trust you for sure. Um, and I think that when people hear like, this is what my whole welcome process consists of, that also sounds very overwhelming because, you know, how do you come up with those things? How do you make those decisions? Can you walk us through how your welcome process has actually evolved? Like, how did you decide that the welcome email needed to have those four things in it? What, what happened along the way? How long did it take you to get to this welcome process that you have now? Yeah, it definitely has evolved. Um, I am someone who likes to share a lot of information. And so I really have to practice restraint with myself there with my clients because I don't want to fire host them with information. Right. So I think if we looked at the welcome email, even from 
numerous iterations ago, you'd see that there was a lot more information. And what I've decided to do is strip it down to the essentials. I asked myself, like, what is what are the only things that they need to know to get set up successfully? And that's what I included. So there might have maybe there used to be like six or seven key pieces of information, along with probably a lengthy paragraph up front about how excited I was and all the things we could do together. My clients don't need to hear that up front. Like that's not at all the stuff they need to um, talk about right away. Like they just need to know, here's how we're going to get started. So that's definitely evolved. And then the other pieces that have evolved, um, are just like, how do we send the nitty gritty details, the contract and the invoice, and how do we pace those out? So they don't feel like they're getting too much stuff at once. Yeah. So how do you do that? We start with the contract and the invoice and I, I, you know, I let them know to watch for their welcome questionnaire and then the contract and the invoice come during that time. And I just, I remind them inside of the welcome email that those contract and invoice are there too for them. I wish there was some like beautiful way to send everything at once in a nice little package, but with the systems that we use in my business, it's not quite possible to do that. So I let them know they're coming in three different little emails, but the main stuff is in the welcome questionnaire along with the reminders of this is your checklist of all the things you need to know. Gotcha. So what are some of the systems that you're using for that then? What do you use for your contract, your invoice? So we just moved over, you know, before I was using more of a a generalized um, kind of client management system. And I realized that I would rather use tools that are very specialized and do the one thing really well. So we just switched over to using HelloSign for contract and for invoicing um, Invoice Ninja, literally like a month ago, switched over to those things and just decided that we wanted to use those specialized tools. Nice. Excellent. I want to hear more about the client dashboard. What all goes on the client dashboard? So much fun stuff. So, um, and this is the client dashboard is for them, but it's also for me. And this was born from a real need to get more organized on my end with client communication, but it's become this incredible tool for streamlining in my own business as well. So way back when, when I first launched my coaching practice, I think I did what a lot of service-based business owners do. And we just communicated via email. I'd wrap up the sessions. I'd send the notes via email. And if we had questions in between, we'd message back and forth via email. That's fine when you have like one or two clients, but when you have lots of clients, that can be a really overwhelming inbox to go into. And it's like everyone's things are commingling with all the other stuff that's going on in your business. So I wanted a platform where I could focus on the client I'm working on and working with right then. And I also wanted all of my client communication in one place for me, but also for them. Like I didn't like the idea of my clients starting to search their inbox for that one resource I'd sent them three weeks ago, or try and find that one email exchange that we'd had. I wanted it all in one organized place. So what I landed on was Trello, which you can do this in other platforms too, but I really like Trello because it's very visual. I'm a very visual person and I map out a dashboard. I've got a dashboard for each of my two services, you know, a template that we use. And then as soon as somebody signs on, I drop their name and their information in a spreadsheet and it alerts my team and they go set up the client's Trello board. This is where the personalization happens. That's what I like. Like I want it to still feel very high touch. So everyone's Trello board looks different because we upload their information. So my team goes in and uploads the basics, you know, the client's information, their address, their business, you know, links to all of their websites and their social media profiles. So those are all there for me. And then as soon as I get the welcome form from the client, I go in and I fill out the sections that are like their top goals for their business, the proposed projects. I review their welcome form and I start plugging in information there. And then everybody's Trello board has a welcome, um, a welcome video so that 
you know, if they've never used Trello before, I want them to feel like this is really easy. So I've made them a quick welcome video that says, here's how we're going to use this and lets them know how the platform works. And then I've also have a column in the Trello board that is preloaded resources. Now this mm. is relatively new. Like I used to just pop those resources in as clients needed them until I realized that 99% of my clients were asking for the same things and I was sharing the same <laughs> resources over and over again. So I've taken the three categories that I generally work with with people and I've preloaded resources for them in each there, like workbooks, um, podcast episodes that they might listen to. They're all there. And the important piece with that is to educate my clients and like let them know up front that they don't need to do those right away. Like those are not there to overwhelm them. They're not there as homework. I will let them know when it's time to use them. I love that. And is uh, like on your on a weekly basis, are your clients in there doing work in the Trello board or is it mostly there for reference for them? It's it's for both. So okay. after each session, I will type up the notes from our client, you know, from our engagement. And then I will also do a checklist. And the checklist is for both of us to keep us really focused and on track. So if I've said I'm going to send them things, I literally make a task list item for me there. And if, or if I was going to review something, I put that in our to-do list for that session. Or if they said they're going to be working on stuff, I give them some action items too. That keeps us really focused. And then we message back and forth in that section between sessions. So they're, we're in there a lot. You know, They're in there asking me questions where there's no email communication. So anytime they have a question, about something they're working on, or maybe they got a great opportunity, like just spur of the moment and need to talk it through. That's what the Trello board's for. We message back and forth in there. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's really fun. I love it. It's like a virtual bulletin board. Yeah. If you had to estimate how much time that has saved you per client from the days when you were managing everything via email to now when you have this all streamlined, what do you, what do you guesstimate time-wise you're saving? Oh gosh, I've never thought of it that way. Um, hours a week, at least. Wow, that's huge. I mean, that's a oh, whole, it is huge. There's a whole other client that you could bring on, right? Exactly, and that's the whole thing. Like, I want to serve more people, and so everything I do, I, I really have to think about it from that perspective. That's absolutely incredible. Okay, I hope I haven't jumped too far along in your onboarding process, but can you walk us through what else is left in terms of onboarding a new client for you? Yeah, I think we've covered it all, but I'll just walk through it so okay. we can see the whole thing. You know, we do okay. the discovery call. I do a little bit of uh, pre-discovery call work with them, just a little bit of a message to them essentially. And then the contract and invoice go out. And then my team behind the scenes is doing the Trello board setup. They get their welcome email, they book their first session and we get started. Nice. I love it. Okay. What does your, well, you kind of talked about that with the 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 dashboard too, but what does your communication process look like in between sessions then? Yeah. So I really encourage my clients to be in touch between sessions. I know some coaches don't love that, but I actually really, I really like to be in communication with my clients between sessions. And so it's, it's literally like messaging back and forth on any platform where you tag somebody mm -hmm. and post a message for them and you just go back and forth. So some of my clients I hear from, you know, three times a week, some of them once a week, sometimes every couple of weeks, it just depends on what their preference is. And if I haven't heard from them in a while, I usually reach out and ask how, how are these things going that we were going to be working on and what happened with that opportunity? And I follow up with those things. Yeah. I love that. I love that everything is streamlined on Trello. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I'm sure it's blowing yeah. people's minds right now. Um, and I want to say like, if you don't like Trello, like not, there's a lot of people who are like, I'm team Trello versus team Asana. Like 
I just worked with a great person as her client who did it this very similar setup in Asana. Mm -hmm. And if that's more your style, then that's great too. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually something we're working on building out in Notion with our clients. Mm -hmm. And I know, I want to say it was Rita Berry who has a similar kind of client dashboard set up in Notion for each of her people. So yeah, I think that's a great point is it's, it's not about like the idea of this is fairly platform agnostic, whatever works for you is fine. But having that kind of streamlined place where it's a template that you can reproduce over and over again, um, and then customize as you're working with someone is going to create such an exceptional experience for your clients, but is going to keep things super streamlined for you. Yeah. And the template is key. And that's something that I realized, like I was still doing that, you know, a even a month ago, like I was still the person who was uploading all the information. And then I thought like, that's not something I need to do at all, because this mm-hmm. is such a streamlined process that my team can easily plug into this and do this. Yeah. How much does your template evolve over time? Because I, I think another place that people get really stuck is thinking that the template has to be right <laughs> instead of that the <laughs> template has to be done for now. So how much has your template kind of changed and evolved over the time that you've been using it? I think one thing that I've learned with systems, to your point, is that version 1.0 is always a good place to start. It doesn't have to be perfect for it to be beneficial for you. And so with the template, it's like, this is this was version 1.0, you know, like years ago. And it has evolved. I think the biggest things that I've changed is it has a welcome video now, mm-hmm. because I learned that not everybody knows how to use that platform. And so that helped a lot. And then the other thing that's changed is adding the preloaded resources. The thing that's stayed constant is there's having their information and personalizing it. So it's easy for me to access. And then also like, I like to have the notes after the calls. I've always provided that for my, my clients. And I like that as a reference point for us. So if we're talking two weeks later, we can go back and say like, oh yeah, that was what we were focusing on then. Yeah. Cool. You'll find out exactly how Ashley structures the work she does with clients in just a minute. But first a word from our what works partners. What Works is brought to you by Mighty Networks. It's that time of year. It's time to start thinking about your goals, your new projects, and your opportunities for the new year. It's also time to start thinking about how you're going to make it all happen. Now, when it comes to building a business online, you've got tons of options for the software it all runs on. In fact, the sheer number of platforms promising to help you turn your ideas into a new product program or course can be overwhelming. You end up with a business that's made up of five or six core pieces of software, plus another 10 or 15 adding bells and whistles. And what started as a simple idea to build a community or teach what you know, turns into a mess of apps, software, and subscriptions. Mighty Networks can make it all so much simpler. Mighty Networks is the only software available that helps you build a beautiful, rich community experience while delivering your own courses, premium groups, and sales funnel. And unlike the software or platforms you might have tried in the past, you have complete access to message and reach all of your members at any time. It's 100% ad-free, it's mobile first, and you can make your Mighty Network private, public, secret, or paid. Plus, your Mighty Network also includes new, innovative community features that speed up the time it takes for your members to meet and build relationships, not just with you, but with each other. 
you're thinking about launching a new group course or program in the new year, it's the perfect time to choose the simpler solution by getting started with Mighty Networks today. Go to MightyNetworks.com to start your free trial. That's MightyNetworks.com. What Works is also brought to you by the 2020 Venture Mastermind and Retreats. Now, as a What Works listener, I know a thing or two about you. I know you value my nosy questions about how small business owners actually manage their people, work through mental blocks, decide on prices, or market their services. I know you trust yourself to make great decisions about how you run your business as long as you have solid info to go on. And I know you value input from people from different industries, different business models, and different backgrounds as you lead your business and work toward your goals. And I also know that you don't go in for the hype about the latest business fad. You're committed to building a solid foundation and sticking with what works for you. Now, all of that is great, truly, but it doesn't mean you don't run into challenges from time to time. And it doesn't mean you don't want support from people working on similar projects and answering similar questions. And the more your business has grown, the fewer people there are to talk to. That's where Venture comes in. The Venture Mastermind is a 12-month peer support group for growth and scale stage business owners. We gather to address your specific challenges, things like hiring, scaling your outreach, reworking procedures, developing a new revenue stream, or managing your team. And for every challenge we address, we inevitably take a look at the mindset, assumptions, and biases we bring to the table so we're getting to the root of the problem and not just putting a Band-Aid on it. Venture includes two monthly mastermind sessions through all of 2020, one retreat to Palm Springs and Joshua Tree National Park, one retreat to Gatlinburg, Tennessee and Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and two analysis calls one-on-one with me to integrate what you're working on and identify what you want to work on next. Now, to learn more about Venture and whether it's the perfect fit for you as you grow your business in 2020, go to explorewhatworks.com slash venture. That's explorewhatworks.com slash venture. Let's talk about your the packages themselves, because I have a feeling that the way you structure the work that you do with your clients also helps you save time, helps them save time, and and has probably evolved into a, a place where it's pretty streamlined, but also high touch, um, because you mentioned that's important to you as well. So I think you said you have two main packages that you mm-hmm. work with clients on. Can you talk to us about what each of those looks like? Yeah. And I'm actually going to, I want to talk about how I got there too, because yeah. I used to have three and like the difference between three and two is not huge, but what it's changed in my business has been really um, substantial. So they're about last spring, I think. Yeah, it was about last spring and I had three packages and I recognized that it, it was feeling a little bit um, cumbersome and a little overwhelming for me to have all these different types of services going, even though on the surface, maybe they looked really similar. And the biggest problem was I had a VIP offer where I was offering unlimited coaching calls Mm. and a lot of unlimited stuff, which I felt like this is what high touch looks like. It looks like more access. It looks like more time. And I had that belief driving that offer. And I really had to get clear on that and reevaluate with myself 
like, do I really want that to be true? And instead I decided that I wanted high touch to be more about the experience I was providing, the tailored resources I was making available, the personalized conversations I was having, not necessarily how many hours I was spending with each client. And so that's when I started to reevaluate the services and drop the unlimited coaching calls from that package. So essentially what I did with my services was I took the three packages. I kept my coaching intensive, which is kind of my introductory offer. And I took the two long-term coaching partnerships and I took the best parts of each one and merged them into one experience. Cool. So can you actually tell us like what each package includes? Yeah, sure. So the coaching intensive is for people who just want to dip their toe into simplifying and streamlining their business, or maybe they've already done some of the work, but there's still one area that feels a little bit clunky for them. And it's a two hour coaching intensive where it's very focused. And that's what I love most about it is the the focus is very clear and the outcome that we're going for is very clear. We meet for two hours, we streamline that part of their business, and then I hang out for two weeks afterwards because mm. I like to celebrate their successes as they come in those next two weeks selfishly. Mm -hmm. And then I also like to be around, like if we need to troubleshoot anything that we started, you know, like we had a plan and they start to implement, it might not go exactly as planned. And I want to be around for that. So that's the coaching intensive. The other, what was born of my streamlining earlier this year is what I call the simplified experience. And it's a six month coaching partnership where we meet three times a week. And then we take the last week of the month off for them and for me, like just to enjoy that time and, or catch up if they need to. And we work through streamlining three key areas of their business. We work on intentional business design on their systems and their support team, and then on the marketing, like simplified marketing plan. And we do that through those three coaching calls. I do a lot of copy reviews because I have a background in copywriting. Mm -hmm. So that's included in that package. And then there's the messaging back and forth in Trello. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. There's not a lot of bells and whistles, but I'm finding that that's exactly what my clients need. Beautiful. Can you tell us the prices for those two packages? Do you mind? Oh, not at all. So the six-month coaching partnership is $7,500. Okay. And then the coaching intensive is $1,500. Nice. Love it. Love those prices. Those sound great. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we won't hold you to that for the future. If you're listening to this five years <laughs> from now, Ashley is not charging those prices now. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Can you tell me about a client experience that you're especially proud of? Yeah. I mean, I kind of just touched on it with the, the, um, coaching intensives. Like I am loving them right now because they, they kind of really surprise and delight my clients because I think there's this big misconception that in order to get out of overwhelm in order to streamline your business, it's going to take you like a hell of a lot mm -hmm. of time. And if you're going to do the whole thing, like it is going to take some time to move through all the different pieces and like really get your business running like a well-oiled machine. But if you want to experience some small wins that can lead to big results, like these coaching intensives are really great. So I love that. And I, I just love how much we can do in those two hours together. And then the part of the experience I really like is that I get to hang out afterwards. That always surprises my clients that I want to do that. And it's a fun time for us to celebrate and again, work through anything that's still not quite there. Yeah. Is there a particular result from one of those intensives um, that you feel like, like I love that you said you're kind of beating back this misconception that streamlining your business is a huge project. Can you tell us about a particular result where you were able to create a, a big transformation with kind of like a simple switcheroo. Yeah. Gosh, I'm trying to think of which one to share. I think I don't <laughs> always do 
I wouldn't say that simplifying your schedule is um, an intensive I do often, but I had a guy come to me recently. It was like, my schedule is my biggest problem. Like he's got uh-huh. a lot of client work. It's, it's just too much. And he's just, I'm just so burnt out and working so much. So we did an intensive around his schedule and found hours each week that were like, he was just kind of frittering them away. They were, he was working on things that weren't necessary and we just restructured things. So he wasn't task switching so much. Like we just made a bunch of yeah. small changes to his schedule and figured out how his services fit within those. And two weeks after that, he emailed me and said, I'm done with my client work for the month. Like it usually takes me an entire month to get through my client work. He's a bookkeeper and he's like, I'm done. So now I have two weeks. And he said, what do I do with them? Like what do I do (laughs) with my remaining two weeks? And I was like, that's where it gets really exciting. Like we made one small shift to his schedule and fixed some time management stuff for him. And now he has two weeks. And so I was like, one, you can enjoy some time off would be great for you. And then the second thing is I know he has some really big things that he wants to launch for the next level of his business. So now he has two weeks to really brainstorm and work through those ideas and start to flesh them out. Fantastic. Well, that leads into a great follow-up question for you then. I'd love to know how your how you structure your schedule to make sure that delivering exceptional client experiences feels good and and you feel like you have enough time for them. Oh, I'm so glad you asked because this is something I've really been exploring lately and making some changes so that I make sure that I still have time to work on my business and to enjoy my life because that's really important for me to be living into my brand values. So one thing is I don't have client calls every single day of the week. I do client calls on two days of the week and I do coaching intensives always on Fridays, like with rare exceptions, because that's a really good day for me to do those. And I've just made that work for me. And then the other thing, when I redesign my services, I realize that if I have three coaching calls a week or each of my clients is doing three coaching calls a month, that I can essentially have them schedule those on the first three weeks and week four is off, which is a really fun thing to do. I've only done this twice now, but it is this wide open week for me to do things like podcast interviews or working on a big idea in my business, or it might be the time that my family and I decide to unplug and take a week off. I love um, the three weeks on one week off thing. I used to do that when we were running group coaching programs. They were always three weeks on one week off. And if you're right, that last bonus week of the month just feels like anything is possible <laughs> in that week, including just vacation, which is great. Like knowing that there's always room to fit in time off every single month if you want to. Or like you said, there's room to fit in these projects that feel like you never have the space available for them. And I think then that the rest of the month, you can be so much more focused on the clients that are in front of you because you're not, you don't have to have all that stuff hanging in the back of your brain, like weighing you down. You know, it has a time and a place for it, right? Yeah, you've got a nice plan. So it's working great. We'll see where I'm at in six months. I do not see myself changing this because I'm loving it. Yeah, I don't see you changing it either. I'm I'm very, very happy for you. Um, let's kind of um, shift gears a little bit and talk about policies and boundaries. Um, because I think anytime we're talking about streamlining, talking, well, talking about streamlining while maintaining a high level of service, we've got to talk about the kind of boundaries that you have in place. So what kinds of policies, what kinds of boundaries have you instituted to make sure that you can respect the way you want to live your life while also providing those amazing experiences? I think my biggest boundaries have been 
around client communication. So obviously having the Trello board and, and having all the communication in there and really telling my clients that's how we're going to do it has created a lot of ease for me. And I'm the boundary there is like if clients start messaging me in email, you know, if they forward an email or something like that, then I just gently nudge them to please go post that in the Trello board. And it seems like a small thing, like I could just answer the one email, mm -hmm. but then it becomes a habit. So that's one thing is I have a really clear boundary about where the communication is taking place. And then the other thing is I'm really, I communicate a lot up front about the timelines. So I let my clients know in conversation on our first call and I let them know in their contract, you know, in those documents, like how long I have to respond. And I give myself 48 hours to respond to client messages. Now I rarely need 48 hours. I usually respond within like 12 to 24, mm -hmm. but it's really nice for me to have that breathing space if I need it. And for my clients to know that it's probably not going to work so well to send 911 messages all the time because I'm not going to always respond in the first 30 minutes. Right. Totally. Um, is there anything about the way you structure your client experiences that we haven't covered yet that we might be surprised to learn about you and your business? I think one is something that I've learned really recently, and we'll call this a, a failure, like a, a growth opportunity. And that was how I was running my first call, um, not for the coaching intensive, but when it was a long-term partnership, I was realizing that the, the first call was a little bit rough and clunky. Mm -hmm. And I finally figured out why that was. And what was happening was I was doing so much work beforehand not in terms of hours, but I was just like really digging into their business. I was looking at their welcome questionnaire and I was looking at their social media content and I was looking at their website and I was seeing so many opportunities and I was excited and ready to dig my hands in, like, let's get going. And so I would have that energy on the first call and my clients needed to be nurtured a little bit more. They needed to share more about their business. They needed to see a plan laid out in front of them instead of just getting right to work. And I realized this when a client told me she left our first session feeling really overwhelmed. Mm. And I thought, you know, like that was on me. And so I rectified that first by emailing her and saying, let's redo that. Let me like fix that. And so we did a, the new session the next day and it worked great. And how I ran that session is how I do it now, which is we go in, we talk again, we just reiterate how the partnership is going to work. I do any like housekeeping stuff, like ask if they have any questions about the Trello board or anything at all about the calls, the scheduling, like make sure that they feel really supported in the logistics. And then we walk through their welcome questionnaire together and I ask follow-up questions and I ask for clarity around certain things. And then we start to figure out what we want to prioritize first together. And that has helped my clients feel like we're starting things off on the right foot. And I don't think it was horrible before outside of that one client who felt really overwhelmed, but I do think that this is so much better. Yeah. Well, I feel very seen. <laughs> I've certainly <laughs> run a lot of clunky first coaching calls for the exact same reason. And I just want to say kudos to you for figuring that out and creating a plan to fix it. Um, because yes, I have made that mistake. Oh, so very, very, very many times. <laughs> It's so it's a funny situation. It's like a first date, right? And you want to share so much, but you just got to take it slow. Like I've got six months with people. We don't need to fix their entire business on the first call. No, no. But if only we could. Um, it would be nice. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So that that's that brings up an interesting um, question for me then, which is okay. You've kind of streamlined and figured out exactly what a great first call is going to look like. How do you structure your offboarding? What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's something we forget a mm -hmm. lot, you know, that we have this opportunity to, 
either celebrate our clients or invite them to take the next steps together. So that's really towards the end of our partnership. I let them know before that final call that on the final call, we're going to spend some time reflecting and we're going to look at what they've done so far. We're going to celebrate that for them. And then I'm going to also give them the opportunity to tell me what's next for them. And if I see an opportunity for us to continue working together, I'll share it. And if not, and they feel complete, then we you know, part ways and I send them a little uh, congratulation notes and, and that's it. Nice. Does anything happen with the Trello board after that last mm. call? Yes. Thank you for asking. Yes. I allow them to copy the Trello board so that they have it. I want that to be something ah. that they can have to access forever because there's lots of resources in there. So yeah. And then we keep that open if we're going to do an ongoing engagement too. Okay. That makes a ton of sense. Well, Ashley, what are you really excited about right now in your business? What are you looking forward to in say 2020? Gosh, a lot of stuff. So I just went through a rebrand, which I'm just like seeing your your vision come to life is so much fun. So I just did that. And then I just launched a new ongoing coaching partnership. So a lot of my clients want to live into that freedom and flexibility. And so even having ongoing calls kind of eats into that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm exploring a Voxer coaching partnership where we're just doing voice message coaching back and forth. I'm only doing this with clients who I know Mm -hmm. and know their kind of communication style and know that they don't need a lot of heavy support in their business, but I'm having a lot of fun with it and think that'll be a continuing offer in 2020. Fantastic. Well, Ashley Gartland, thank you so much for giving us all the nitty gritty on how your coaching um, and client experiences work. Um, You gave us so many wonderful details and um, I am thrilled for everyone who is going to get to transform their own businesses based on what works for you. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Find out more about Ashley Gartland at ashleymgartland.com. Next time on What Works, you'll hear from Nicole Lewis-Kieber, a coach who helps her business owner clients overcome past trauma and negative experiences to create a business that works better. Nicole will be sharing what's working for her and her clients when it comes to establishing strong boundaries while creating exceptional customer experiences. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. This episode was edited by Marty Seafelt. Our theme music is by The Shrugs. Find over 240 more candid conversations with small business owners, as well as our free weekly newsletter full of my personal reflections and handpicked resources for building a business that works better at explorewhatworks.com.